We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to quarter number four of the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with my good friend Chris Buccanani from the obligatory Penn State podcast. Don't worry, Andy will be back next week. Chris is ably filling in this week. And before I forget, Chris, which, by the way, is a weekly tradition, forgetting to name the winner of the Ask Ross segment, but that winner is Doug from Lewistown. Doug will be getting in touch with you. You won the KSN Polo. All right, Chris, a week ago, Andy and I did a segment where we talked about the quarterback room, and it wasn't about the starter. We knew who the starter was. It's Sean Clifford. It was more about the rest of it and the dynamics of it going forward. You know, if you name Christian Vayu the number two, do you have an issue with Drew Aller or vice versa? This week, I want to talk about another position where there's a lot of guys, and that's at running back, which is handled differently than quarterback because you could have multiple guys play, but it's just as complicated as the quarterback situation. So... Before we really get into some of the names and where we think we're going to go going forward, tell me your thoughts on last year's running back crew. Obviously, the running game struggled. We know the offensive line struggled, but how much of that onus do you put on the running backs also? You know, for as much as I dog the offensive line, which if you've been listening to the entire show, you know is, is quite a lot, the running backs need to shoulder some of the blame for what was truly a historically bad rushing offense in terms of Penn State program history last last year. And what to me adds insult to injury is that coming into the year, we thought we had an embarrassment of riches in that running back room. We thought it was maybe one of the most talented running back groups top to bottom that Penn State had assembled. And, you know, you look at the track record of James Franklin and his staff since he's gotten here, they have done – very, very well, topped by names like Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders, who are stars. Jim, you've mentioned several times that you think, and I agree, that Journey Brown was on his way to the league had he been able to continue his playing career. And so based on the recruiting pedigree of these guys and and what we had seen from them in the shortened 2020 season, I think there was a lot to support that notion that we were going to have a really great uh, overall group with a lot of depth and we could continue excellent production at the tailback spot. So all of that is, I guess, a lot of preamble to say that it wasn't crazy to label the 2021 group potentially one of the best we've had at Penn State, at least since the mid-90s, to point the finger back at those guys for falling so significantly short of expectations. I do think if you go back and you watch Penn State's rushing offense, which was truly a top-to-bottom failure, There were a lot of times where they went down on first contact. They didn't read the blocking scheme properly. They they were just looked to be a step to a step and a half too slow. A lot of problems with the with the group, many of whom are returning this season. And I think you hit it there with that step, half step, full step slow. Kevon Lee and Noah Kane. Kane had a wonderful twenty nineteen and injured twenty twenty. 
Kevon Lee seemed like the new Noah Kane in 2020. Described him the same way. He's the guy who will always fall forward, give you that extra yard. In 2021, not sure what it was. If Kane was still nursing an injury, he didn't seem, and I'm going to use this word a lot, as explosive. Didn't have the same acceleration. Kevon Lee seemed to dance around a bit. There was no explosiveness from those guys. My next question, Chris, is Keziah Holmes was the guy who played some in 2020 as a true freshman, sat out. Could he be the answer? Can he be the guy who has that explosiveness that the other guys did not? It's hard to say. I have heard being around town here some rumors that the coaching staff internally thinks more highly of Keziah Holmes' potential than what you would assume when you see every tailback who goes into the game struggling. I mean, no guy, as you mentioned, was really succeeding or standing out or definitely not displaying any level of consistency last year, and you still didn't see Holmes touch the ball. So you have to think if these guys who are playing pretty poorly, if we're being honest, are the best we've got, then the coaches have to believe that Holmes is even worse. So that can't argue for him being a likely candidate to reverse course in, in 2022. But maybe, again, the glass half full view is that you had a young kid who they really didn't want to get any reps his freshman year. They were just basically forced to play him in 2020 based on attrition, and they didn't want to ruin him by putting him out there and, and facing a challenging situation too early. I, I think an important thing to remember is that um, Lee was a kid I liked a lot. He reminded me as a freshman as kind of a young Tony Hunt, who's one of my all-time favorite Penn State running backs. The sophomore slump is a real thing. Sometimes you get to the next level and you don't know what you don't know and you run on pure ability and then – you, whether you're overthinking it or coaches get more tape on you, a combination thereof, you have that next season where you step back a little bit before you start to mature physically, mentally, and get things figured out. It may just have been a case that with other running backs available, and, and, and Lee certainly ahead of Holmes as he has been, I think, from the jump, they wanted to hold Kazai Holmes back and, and give him another bite of the apple this year. So I don't, I, I don't know. He, he's an unknown commodity to me, but if I'm looking at what's going to fix the running back room for Penn State in 2022, he's not at the top of my list of potential solutions. Well, I also think the decision to hold him back last year was you had Noah Kane coming back that you hoped would be the same guy you saw in 2019. You hoped Keevon Lee would advance. Remember you were bringing in a transfer, John Lovett, who was an upperclassman who was going to get a shot at it. Not to... Uh, forget about Devin Ford. So there were so many guys in the room. I almost feel like Keziah Holmes was the guy where they had the conversation. Look, you know, you didn't sit out last year. Let's sit you out this year. Let the crowd disperse a little bit this season. Then you'll get your shot uh, next year. And again, with Lovett gone and Noah Kane gone, that clears things up a little bit. We shall see if that's the case. The other argument, and trust me, I haven't forgotten them, it's the true freshman. And earlier I was using the expression explosiveness. 
and every single person who has scouted Nick Singleton, seen him play in high school, they will say, he's explosive, Chris. Well, I mentioned Tony Hunt, and I think back to Larry Johnson, Evan Royster, Saquon Barkley. Running back is one of those positions where if you've got what it takes, you can make an impact immediately. You can be an impact player on offense as a true freshman. And I am, as like I said, I'm very bullish on Landon Tengwell. I believe he's the real deal. I'm willing to go on in and say I am very bullish on Nick Singleton, the Gatorade National Player of the Year. When I watch that guy on tape, I just think he has it. I don't know that he's going to be the starter right out of the gate, but I expect him to play significant snaps starting in that week one game out at Purdue, and I expect his playing time to increase over the course of the season. Would not be shocked to see him take over the starting role before all is said and done. And honestly, I like Katron Allen, the other true freshman running back that we we brought in. Again, it's a position where you can step in and play right away, and I think at least one of those guys, probably Singleton, is going to be on the field in West Lafayette. If you heard our quarter two segment with Ross and his scouting reports, we did the running backs this week. And essentially what Ross said about Nick Singleton was you watch his tape, he appears to be at a different speed than everybody else. It's like he's on the fast forward button. I never said that about a Penn State running back last year, Chris. No, none of those guys had that that next gear to, to flash breakaway speed. So uh, he brings something to the overall offense that we lacked last season from any of the five guys who were available. The other name out there is Devin Ford. Uh, He's been passed by year after year. He's coming back, and the weights of the players came out recently, and usually we look for the guys who bulked up that they've gotten bigger. Interestingly enough, or not, Devin Ford, he lost 10 pounds, okay? That's significant, I think. So if that was a conscious effort, what I'm wondering is if putting on weight did not work for him, that he lost some of that speed and explosiveness, and maybe finally somebody said, you know what, Devin, get down with your weight, make yourself quicker, be that kind of guy. Do you put any significance into that, Chris? I do. If you look back on last season and you think about some of the two-back sets that we would run and how often Devin Ford would get on the field, this was a kid who was very highly thought of coming out of high school. And again, it seems like the coaching staff really does believe in him. They continue to see things from him in terms of potential he flashes in practice that they keep putting him at, you know, back out there on the field. And it's refreshing to me, honestly, in this era of the transfer portal, to see Devin Ford still here, honestly. And it may be that someone, he probably likes being a Nittany Lion and being at Penn State, and somebody got on his ear, he got in his ear and said, this is the role for you. Let's shape you into a third down back. Let's make you a little bit more of a receiver. Maybe let you recapture some of the speed, which was your hallmark coming in. Uh, he's probably going to get a chance to return kicks again. I, I'm excited to see how they use him as a complimentary piece which seems like it might be the best spot for him at this level 
You mentioned something there, Chris, third down back. That's not something Penn State has done. When they've split up carries among their backs, it's always been by series. Not often do you see, okay, here's the player, first and second down. It's a third down situation, so here comes someone else. Do you think it's possible that we might actually see a third third down back? Yeah, as I'm thinking back on it, I think probably Stefan Green was the last guy who would kind of fit that description. And if Devin Ford is slimming down, he definitely could be that same type of back, like fit that profile. And if you think back to the time when Green was playing here, that was the days of the heyday of the spread HD. You know, one of the last times... Uh, not including the two years of Joe Moorhead, where Penn State was really committed to spreading it out and uh, throwing the ball all around the field. So, yeah, yeah, I, I do think that might be an innovation we see this year. I would love to see it for Devin Ford. I've always thought that's the way he should have been used. If it's finally going to happen, I would love to see it because I think it would be effective. Plus, I would also love to see Devin Ford have a role on this year's team. Chris, thank you so much for filling in. You were fantastic. Unfortunately, though, that is it for the show. Thank you all for listening. Be sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout.